This is Practically Kinky, a panel podcast devoted to practical discussions about kink. How to enjoy it to the full, blend it with your vanilla life, and generally make the whole shebang work. Okay, welcome to Practically Kinky, episode 55, What Just Happened? This is Alpha Dom with Mistress Hilda and Beta Boy. Hello. Hi. So what just happened? We were looking back and the last podcast that we did was in February. I know. Which is kind of embarrassing. I know. It's awful. <laughs> Getting on 10 months. Yes. That's ridiculous. Oopsie dingle. So yeah. You- and I remember at the time that we, the last podcasted, we were saying, okay, we're going to do it monthly. You know, we're, we're committed. We're set now. Mm-hmm. We weren't. No. Because, and then we kept trying for a while, and then just stuff got in the way, and right. life happened. Life and, did happen. But yeah. the thing is, life kept happening in different ways, right. and in different combinations for 10 months, didn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes, well, for more than 10 months. Every time we do this, I keep saying, our lives are going to get less busy sometime. <laughs> just never seems to happen. Well, I mean, you know, in deciding to podcast again, we did a little bit of self-analysis on that and for right. some of the reasons why it's not happening. What I laugh at is we even stumbled with that in the sense that we said, okay, the key obviously is to do it on weeknights. Right. And, <laughs> and I don't know if it's just because we were kind of a bit ill that the week mm-hmm. we decided yeah. on that or if it was <laughs> something else, but it's really hard to do it on weeknights. It is. Right. By the end of the right. day, we're all pooped and right. then trying to, and then we've got to cook and yeah. ugh. Squeeze it all in in the evening, it's not happening. You know, I think it's like one of those things, have you ever had a situation where success is the reason that you fail in the sense that you, you start to generate momentum, but then you get ambitious and you decide that you want to do a better job. So you start adding, uh, you start raising the bar on yourself, mm-hmm. but then you hit a point where it's like, fuck, I don't want to jump over this bar anymore. I wonder if that... Is part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, it might be, yeah. yeah. I know from my point of view, like just in terms of producing the podcast, there was a while there where we were bringing out the good microphones and the equipment, but that added a lot of time in terms of preparation, but right. it, and it also added a lot of pressure on me in terms of trying to make this recording sound really good. Mm-hmm. And it made me kind of a bit gun-shy because I knew how much production time there was surrounding the actual podcast, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I get it. Yeah. So let's recap what maybe didn't just happen, but um, about, well, actually two years ago, probably this weekend. Uh, Yeah. Yes, it was around October the 23rd that we moved. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had to quickly put the decorations up. So yeah, two two years ago, we moved to Las Vegas for a variety of different reasons. cost savings, um, being a big one, um, being real estate, being much more affordable and being able to have the house that we wanted, um, for the three of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and so a lot of change there, um, of living together more permanently and adjusting to each other. Um, and a lot of change in moving to a different city. Right. In a different um, state. In a different state. Mm-hmm. And um, not that that's such a big deal since we've all moved internationally and right. such before. But um, I would say that this move, I'm going to speak for all of us, that the move's been a little bit more difficult than mm. we 
thought we would experience than we anticipated. Um, And there's a variety of reasons for that. We all work from home, so it's hard to get out and meet people. And um, although we have met a few very nice people, um, we haven't met a lot of people. Um, We've tried running events here with some limited success. Yeah. Um, And I think we just all got kind of frustrated and decided to stop doing all of that and kind of regroup. Yeah. I think we've all at various times had moments where we've almost sort of dropped the mic. We've been like, we're done. Like this is, this is, we need a break, which is, I think, a a good self-preservation reaction. I think so too. I mean, we obviously needed, we were getting very frustrated and not depressed, but like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Why are we putting in all this effort for no return? Yeah. You know, we, we, we like doing these, but nobody else seem to, seems to care that yeah. we're doing them. So it, I think I know from personally that it was frustrating to go to all that effort of You're talking about events, events now, right. Of events and then not have people yes. show up. Or even say they're going to show. Right. So, like, if you were to sort of draw a before and after from San Diego Mm. to here. Yes. San Diego, we had, like, an established group, um, new people coming in relatively frequently. And I I think that we all felt that it was a fairly regular injection of interest and new things. Well established. It wasn't perfect, but it was... It had momentum to it. And then flash forward to Vegas and... It felt like pushing a cart with one broken wheel, right? Like it just, it just ground to a halt right. very easily. And this shouldn't sound like a litany of negative. Oh, no, no. We met some really cool people. The, right. the hard thing was that they didn't come back. Repeat. I mean, we'd get a few people that were regulars, yeah, which we adored. Right. But we, we never really seemed to get new people to come in on a regular basis. And I think that was a huge difference for me based on San Diego versus Vegas. Right, is right. trying to recruit new people to come in and learn and meet people and enjoy what the event is. And it, it just seemed, like you said, like a broken wheeled cart mm. trying to go uphill. And, you know, we don't want to bash Vegas here, but it's a different culture, right? Oh, it's a very different culture. There's a sense here of um, transience. Yeah, right. People, and I think that was a shock for me. Right. People live here, but often even the people who live here are living here for a, a set period of time, and then they they go back to wherever they came from. Right. Or somewhere else. I mean, there's a lot of military here who have short, you know, maybe two-year stints, or they're, they're right. students that are living here for a while and then move on to another right. area. And even though I knew logically, and we had been told that it's kind of a transient city, there's a lot of turnover yeah. between tourists right. and blah, blah, blah. I wasn't expecting the people it. who lived here to have that same right. feeling of transience. Yeah, because that's, that's the thing. What I wasn't it's, expecting. It's, it's strangely contagious, isn't it? Because yeah. the, the Vegas locals you find... Not all of them are like this, but there's this kind of thread where people, I think, go into it with an expectation that most of the people coming along to an event are only here for a hookup anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, the people who want to... The people who are living here still get affected by that sense of 95% of people who comment on 
fat in Vegas are like, oh, hey, I'm here for the weekend and I'm looking for this, this and this. Is anyone I'm interested? I'm for sex. Right. right. And I right. think that that's the thing that surprised me, surprises, still surprises me the most about the scene here is how sex-oriented it is. And when I say that, I'm not against sex in any way, but I think that the scene is really geared towards people coming into town and getting sex getting some, in some way, yeah. connecting up, or the um, the clubs that are here can legally be sex clubs, but they cannot legally be BDSM clubs. Right. That's illegal. Right. So there's lots of sex clubs around. There's lots of swinging um, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with swinging. I'm thrilled right. that that exists for people that enjoy it, but that's not my thing. I'm not a swinger. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's hard to find. Right. It just has this huge, yeah. like gravity to it. Like right. people mm-hmm. who are remotely interested in kink end up in a swinging camp. And because BDSM is highly illegal and clubs get shut down and there are raids and all kinds of crazy stuff, people don't want to touch that, right. which it's kind of hilarious that they think of Vegas has this rap as being the city of sin. You'd think that it right. would have an right. abundance of clubs and people who get into this stuff. But no, it's furtive. People are worried about expressing it in public. People are... Well, the irony of the whole thing is that the Mormons developed this town. Yeah. It's like, right. hello, right. they're still here yeah. in droves. And yeah. not that I have anything against Mormons personally. It's just really difficult to be right. in a community when... You know, religion and that sort of is so entrenched. Yeah. And um, there's the, the, I find even in the non alternative lifestyle communities, also are very sort of insular and a bit, um, or I hate the word clicky because that's just horrible. You sound like high school, but it's very hard to even break into other communities that are, you know, there's distrust. Yes. You know, it's like, what did, what did, What's it in? What's in it for me? Yeah, is very common. I find when I start meeting people. Yeah, it's like what do I get from this relationship? And it's like, well, to start with, it's not a relationship. It's a friendship, and that's what we'd like to know about you. Yeah, sock monkey's being naughty. She's on the table. Sock monkey, can I get down? So yeah, I like. I kind of feel like we were the. This is this sounds sophomoric, but it's like we were the. We knew how to get along well in high school. A. We knew how we knew what group we belonged to. We knew what language to speak, and then we kind of jauntily trot into Vegas, thinking, "Oh, we'll just apply our model that worked here and apply it there." And it's like, "Ouch! That's this doesn't." Well, we didn't realize straight away, right? Yeah, but it took we us a while. gradually realized yes. that it does. This does not produce yeah. momentum. Yes, and I think I, I will say one of the key things that really has troubled me over the last two years is how. Being a Dom myself, and Alpha Dom is a Dom, obviously, um, how difficult it is to actually gain friendships with other dominants, other Doms, female Doms, in this in this culture, in the sea. It's almost like it's it's very very territorial, right? Very territorial, and I'm not that way. I I will share my knowledge with whoever wants to talk about stuff. I love that, but it's like, whoa, we don't want to, we don't. We don't trust you. You can't be part of this group because we don't like you for whatever reason. Um, and there's nothing for it for me because 
you know, whatever. You're just yeah, another yeah. female dom that I have to compete with. Yeah. And I, I, I found that particularly difficult. I right. do find that difficult. Yeah, of course. Here. I mean, who needs that? Well, what about the poly family? So we've had mm. two years together now as a poly family. Right. What just happened with that? Well, it's interesting because it, obviously our experience is somewhat linked to the process of moving. Um, mm. So, but at the same time, I guess my feeling is that whereas we've kind of pulled back a little bit in terms of our profile in the kink community, we've also, in that same period of time, all, I feel we've probably all learned a great deal about how poly actually works. And that's yeah. been a fairly right. um, fertile time in right. terms of growing and changing. Yeah. What yeah. do you guys Learning. think? Learning, I think, yeah, because I mean, I look at it where there's a couple there's as a couple there's two people that have to live together and get along together but in poly situations there's three people minimum mm. and there's been a lot of learning and and understanding each other's because we're all different personalities right. yes and, yeah you know we've Definitely. gone through medical things together we've gone through um job changes and uh, all sorts of stuff and we're still here together we still love each other we still care about each other right um i find that the more time I spend with the two of you, the more comfortable I am, the more relaxed I am, the Not more me. safe I feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just I find think it, it's, it's a good, it's good. It took us time to, I don't think we had huge issues at all, but I think it took us time to work through negotiations yes. and stuff because yeah. we have very different personalities. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, but not like, I, I don't want to say that in any way that's bad. It's just one of those it's, things of that you have to learn. Right. Um, but what's the one thing, maybe just real quickly, what's the one thing that surprised you most about Polly? We talked about things that surprised us about Vegas, but what's the oh, wow. good or bad? Mm. What's the one thing that surprised you most about Polly? I'll give mine while you're okay. thinking. Sure. The one thing that I thought when we were starting Polly that was almost a given. Ha ha ha. Oh, I know what this is going to be. Yeah. It would be very easy to find another submissive male. Oh, yes. And that, that would be the route that we would go. So when we, when we talked about eventually having kind of a family situation, in my mind, it was another submissive male because, you know, you always hear there's a zillion submissive men out there. Right. My God, have we learned how difficult yeah. it is to find another submissive so male. That, that surprised mm. me. Right. And... and it, it's not so much that there aren't submissive males that you could no. spend time with, right. or, but in terms of reaching the point of actually feeling cool with living with someone. Oh, I mean, I even just means yeah. Yes, I mean, obviously, living them. together at this point, I'm not seeing that happening in my lifetime. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> That's for future generations. But yeah, I mean, even finding somebody to spend time with is hard. Another submissive male. So that's yeah. that's kind of like if I had to pick one surprise thing that and just didn't occur to me how right. hard that. Not would just be. a surprise, but a frustration and a yeah uh, something that's been kind of a sad realization. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm. What about you, Mr. Solo? I would I would have to say probably my mindset had to change considerably. Um, I went into my relationship with Beta Boy, full-on Dom, mm-hmm. right? 
and when we started all spending time together and enjoying and getting you know more familiar and then once we start with living together now I've noticed I've had to pull back on my daily dominance mm -hmm. so that we can be more of a shared partnership with cleaning the house or you know doing all those sort of everyday things that we have to do mm. I find that I'm less it's not that I'm not dominant, obviously. No. It's like, I, it's more of a negotiation for me. I need to be m more amenable to helping balance yeah. life stuff. That makes know? a lot of sense. That's been life to go over. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've been trying to figure out how to make our big house functional. Like, not just our big house, but the all of, you know how a house is kind of like a set of systems? Right. Like, there's the cleaning of the house, there's the cooking, there's... The groceries, there's the yeah, laundry. Managing there's, space right, and all that. Right. Like that actually is probably beyond... If I want to do anything else with my life other than look after this house, then it, it does need a bit of team mm -hmm. play yeah. that we right. all contribute to. But yeah, and that, that isn't really a kink for us. That hasn't turned into a kink exchange. Mm -hmm. um, no. Just because it... Because it's, it's a, a poly. To me, it's, it's like it's every day and yeah. you have to get it done. And yeah. sometimes you can kink it up, but... It's very rare. Most of the time you want to get... Day up. Yeah. It, most of the time you want to get through it so that you can get on with your day. Right. 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 There's other things that we enjoy too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What yeah. about you? Well, I guess mine might be a little bit connected to that. It's um, perhaps every now and then you come across... I get comments on Fair Tour through... Um, the munches that we go to or whatever, that people sort of glamorize what it must be like to be in the position of being one sub living in a household with two doms. Mm. And I think it's fantastic and I love it, but it's not the kind of, it's not glamorous. It's not the it's kind not of- It's not as glamorous like they're putting it. Right. right. It's not the sort of uh, porn Oh, lucky you, story. you've got two doms. Right. Yes. Like you can't, it's not sort of, uh, it doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. We all have to give and take in order to make that happen. And we all sacrifice a little bit and we all get a, certain, a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. Like making this kind of poly arrangement work can't operate on the concept of one person living a wonderful life and it all being perfect. There's, mm. there's give and take, right? Right, right. exactly, yeah. exactly. So I guess that's been not so much the realization of that, but more Real, seeing that other people are completely surprised by that. Yeah. They don't see that as a part of this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's been my surprise. Um, well, I think that um, we say this every time, but we're committing now to doing these every other week. Is that what we've decided? Two weeks? Every two weeks? I think that's what we have on the calendar at the okay. moment. Yeah. Every two weeks. Um, so the next session we thought, next session, the next podcast, we thought we would talk about our poly profiles and maybe how we've changed and grown or yeah. not. Right. Um, and then I think after that, we're going to try to mix it up with, um, uh, like, uh, a scene that you could mm -hmm. do because we, we get a lot of questions from people of right. like how do I do this yeah. to call her or not right. to call her you right. know yeah, symbols like of that. ownership so, things yeah, like we'll that try to kind yeah, of split it so up. we're trying to do alternating right yes yeah, so a serious try. conversation then something a bit a more, more lighthearted right serious right. conversation lighthearted right. yeah so I think the next one we're actually are sort of coming through 
from, I think it was episode 43, where we first, our first poly conversation. Right. And then two years later, because we all, if, I don't know if you've listened, listeners, to episode 43, but we have little sheets of information about ourselves and what our expectations are, right. or likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to be incorporating a little update, check-in, yeah, see if these are being done. Yeah, I think that's what we were thinking too. Awesome. And in our next podcast, um, I think we should probably make an announcement about how we're joining part of a network of oh, podcasting. Yes. Maybe okay. we should just leave a, put a little pin in that for this podcast, okay. just yes. to say we are making a transition to joining a network of kink and fetish and poly podcasters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as we move forward, we may actually even um, have some of those people in to do an interview or we might be sort of referring out to other people's products so we might even be live at some point yes Mm. and that's the other possibility that we get with the new (laughs) so that would give people an option to jump on a chat room and ask us questions or what have you and we can respond in real time and then i think to close we decided that beta boy is going to do a closing penis dance but but that's Uh, the yeah, okay. so, drop 30, 30 seconds. Many people know to listen for Do it. Do not hear it. quiet so we can't hear you hear it. Oh, my back. Oh. <laughs> well done, darling. <laughs> I'm now bowing a... with my pants around. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a new thing for you guys to look forward to at the end of each episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is a 30-second penis dance. This will be the moment where we see our listenership drop. <laughs> Make sure you do your core work. I will. Otherwise, you know, you won't be able to do that dance effectively. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. And we look forward to talking with our listeners again in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye.